Welcome to the Tiffany Micah podcast. What we do here is build the strength and courage in you to accomplish your big dreams and goals in your sport. No longer will you feel limited. You won't feel you're not good enough. You won't question whether you will make it. Those doubts will disappear because you will have the competitive edge over your opponents and leave them in your wake. And the bonus is others will notice. Listen up and take notes because I will show you exactly how to do it. Hey, this is Tiff from the Tiffany Micah podcast and welcome to today's show. Well, as you've, if you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me talk about my book, my upcoming uh, new book, Focus, How to Reach Your Potential in Sport, Business and Life. And what I thought I'd do for you today is read you the introduction and the first chapter. Now, the book is not yet on sale, but I thought I'd give you a preview of what's actually in the book so you can... Hear, hear what I've actually written and how it can help you. Um, I've put my heart and soul into this, but I really want to share this book with you. I will let you know when it is uh, ready for launch. I will be setting up a pre-launch, so you'll be able to get the book within the next couple of weeks as a pre-launch sale, um, and I'll have some special offers there for you, and then I'll have the the actual um, the actual launch of the book uh, a few weeks after that, but I'll give you the dates for that. But, uh, what I'd like to do for you today is to read you the introduction and the first chapter so that you are really getting a good understanding of what the book is and what it's about and how it can help you. Cause I wrote the book to help you focus, how to reach your potential in sport, business and life and written by Tiffany Micah introduction Before you begin reading this book and embark on this journey that we take together, I want to share with you quickly why I wrote this book. My dream of becoming a world-class tennis player began when I was seven years old, when I discovered I was pretty good at it, and continued until I was playing on the European tennis circuit as a 19-year-old. I had plenty of support from my friends and family, but ha- having lost a few matches in that tough environment and living far away from home, self-doubt crept in. Lacking confidence, money, and basically not having the psychological skills required to reach the next level, I soon found myself on a plane travelling back to Australia with my dreams, a distant memory. I have since enjoyed an amazing career as a coach in tennis and golf, I'll explain about later and have taught students from beginner to elite levels. As a coach, I have been able to pinpoint many of the pitfalls my clients face that I also fell into as a young tennis player. The challenges are consistent and easily identified, but if you cannot overcome them, you will end up not being able to break through to the next level. It gives me great satisfaction to give my clients, no matter what level they may be at, the tools and support they need to become better players, in many instances, better people. Of course, I wish I had known all of this when I was a young tennis player on the verge of breaking through to the next level, but I have no regrets. 
My career has meant that I run a successful business and have traveled to some beautiful parts of the world as a coach. It's given me a comfortable lifestyle and I have met some pretty incredible people along the way. But I do want to help anyone who reads this book to plan their dream. I'll give you the strategies and knowledge to deal with the challenges as they come along. This is why I've written this book. I've written this book for you. I'd love to meet everyone who reads it and I'm sure I will meet some of you one day. But I hope you will all benefit from the tools I am about to give you. You will become aware of the challenges that lie ahead on your journey and be able to use the strategies to overcome them. You can apply them in your sporting career, in business and in your life. Think of this book as a blueprint for the person that you want to be and for helping you accomplish your ultimate dream. It is interactive with questions that will unlock parts of you and the reasons why you are on the journey that you have embarked upon. You won't just read this book and say, Tiff, that was a good read. You will finish it knowing a great deal more about yourself and what you require to accomplish your ultimate dream. Let's get going on this journey together. I look forward to hearing from you and how this book has helped you with what you want in your life. Let's make your dream become a reality. Dream big, believe in you and go after your dreams. With thanks to Catherine Zul for helping write this introduction. Chapter one, going after your ultimate dream. A dream doesn't become a reality through magic. It takes sweat, determination and hard work. Colin Powell. Do you have a dream, an ultimate dream? Are you actually living out your dream right now? Or is it simply something that you would love to do, but it's still in your head? How badly do you want your dream? Seriously, how badly do you want your dream? I want you to have a think about how important your dream is for you. Are you willing to go after your dream? My first dream, well, should I say my ultimate dream as a kid and a young adult was to be the number one tennis player in the world. I can remember as far back as when I was seven years old when I had my first tennis lesson. I felt ultimately and completely in love. I had always been obsessed with bats and balls from the time I could walk. But standing on that tennis court at a tennis camp, that was for me. I knew I wanted to do that for the rest of my life. I only wanted to just play tennis. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever found something that you would be completely passionate about, in love, with, or obsessed about? Tennis was my passion, my love, my obsession. I lived and breathed it. My best friend growing up was the brick wall down at the local tennis club. That was where I spent my time growing up, pounding the ball away at the wall, back and forth, day in, day out. Well, that's when I didn't have to go to school. I'd spend the whole weekend at the local tennis courts with my best friend, the brick wall, playing competitions and living in hope that I could play with other people down there. That was my life. I was madly in love with my life then. It was everything to me. I still look back at those times fondly and have realized how fortunate I was that my mum, especially, encouraged me to play tennis. We lived next door to a home that had a tennis court. The owners of the tennis court would allow me to play there any time. For a kid like me, that was a dream come true. I did have an awesome mum. 
And after school, I would be waiting on the bottom steps of our house with two tennis rackets and balls. And when mum came home from work, she would take me next door and play tennis with me. I loved every second I was on the court. I always felt very much at home there. It felt very natural to me and like the place where I belonged. I did play other sports at school as well and represented the school in many of them, as well as tennis. I just loved ball sports. I felt like I had an affinity with the ball. When finishing year 12, I was discussing with my parents what I wanted to do with my life, because finally my time at school was over. My mum knew how much I wanted to play tennis. I had grown up in a country town, Grafton, the Jacaranda City, and there were no opportunities there, so we looked into my other options. My dad, however, was not keen of the idea of me becoming a tennis player. He said to me, I want you to get a real job. Dad didn't understand my passion for tennis. The way he brought was brought up was to leave school and get a job. That's all he knew. Dad didn't speak to me for, it felt like three weeks, though it could have been three days or even three hours. I can't remember the time frame, but Dad had made his point. We do laugh about it all the time, even now about me getting a real job. What is a real job anyway? To my dad, it was working in an office nine to five, Monday to Friday. But I've never really had a real job. Well, not for long. I'll share that with you shortly how that turned out. Once I finished school, I headed to Brisbane, where I spent the next year of my life at a tennis academy, the same one Pat Rafter would attend, where I was training 10 hours a day. All my dreams had come true. After this year at the academy, I had an opportunity to play tennis in Europe, but I didn't have any money to get there. What do you do when you have no money? Well, you get a job, so that's what I did. That was where I got a real job. Yes, you know that nine to five thing that my dad so much wanted me to do. I lasted a month at that job, confined in a cubicle for eight hours a day. I worked with an international banking corporation, and in my first month I got a promotion. I guess most people would be excited about it. Not me. I felt too confined, like I was trapped in these four walls. It was like being a caged-in lion, and I was just roaring to get out of there. Hence, one month after that job, I left. It was really a means to an end anyway, because all I wanted to do was fund my trip to Europe. I got a job as a car detailer, working 60 to 70 hours a week. I did that for about four months to earn enough money to support myself in Europe. I figured if I ran out of money, I would just find work over there to support my tennis career until I was making money from that. I was 19, full of hope and massive dreams. Looking back, I am proud of myself for being determined to make it work. I got a job to support my ultimate dream and travelled overseas alone to pursue a dream. It was an awesome experience for sure. I was totally out of my comfort zone and experiencing new adventures every day. I'd recommend that to anyone. Get out there and explore the world. Don't just settle. I wasn't winning tennis tournaments. To be honest, I wasn't doing very well at all. I struggled to get through the first rounds at most tournaments. Money was running low and consequently I would get gardening and cleaning jobs to support myself so I could buy food and have a roof over my head. I was pretty much doing it alone I did start to ask the questions, why am I overseas? Why am I playing tennis? 
My game wasn't improving. I was losing every time I stepped out on the court. I was frustrated. I was depressed. And my dream of becoming the best tennis player in the world was slipping through my fingers. That's what it felt like. I was losing. There was no improvement. I was repeating the same thing over and over again in every tournament I competed in. And the major problem was I didn't know how to get help. I thought I had to do it alone. That was what I had learnt growing up. That if you want to get anywhere in your life, you have to do it alone. Do not rely on anyone. You are on your own. What I was not aware of when I was playing these tournaments overseas was that I needed help with the mental part of my game. That was, what I, that was why I was losing matches consistently. I had the physical ability and the talent, but I didn't know how to use my head, how to control my emotions in those pressure situations, or how to maintain focus and not let my mind wander. After six months of being in Europe, I rang my mum and said, I'm coming back home to university and get a real job. That was the biggest moment and decision I had made in my life at that time. And over the next 14 years, it shaped a person who, when I look back now, I see as a very sad girl. What I will tell you right now is that when I made that decision to come back home and go to university, I felt like a failure. I was absolutely devastated. It was like losing my partner in life. I was numb, empty and dead inside. My dream that was everything was over. It was what I had pursued my whole childhood and teenage life. It was all I knew. I remember a time when I returned to Sydney from Europe and I was sitting on the train. I don't remember where I was going, but I remember feeling so sad and devastated that I had lost my one true love. I looked out the window of the train and saw a tennis court. I couldn't bear to look at it. It was so painful that I just turned away. My heart was completely broken. It felt as though I had a stake pushed deep into into it, that it was broken into small pieces, never to be mended again. I didn't pick up a tennis racket for about two years after that. I couldn't bear it. At the time, I didn't understand what was happening, but I was going through a grieving process. I felt as if my life was over and I had to find a new life. How could I find a new life? The plan was to be a tennis player and nothing else. Absolutely nothing else. There was no plan B, only plan A. So what was I to do? I'll share more of my story in the, in the book, but for now, I have a very important question to ask you. Are you pursuing your ultimate dream? If you said, yes, Tiff, I'm going after my ultimate dream, then I say to you right now, go for it. But can you do me a favor? Don't stop reading. This book is for you too. Even though you are already working on your dream, the practical steps I share with you through what I have learned along the way through sport, business and life will definitely help sort out the questions that will come up for you. Plus give you practical steps to take in order to work through the obstacles and yes, the challenges you will face. There will be times when you will question whether you should be still pursuing your dream. It is not as easy as people make out. No one told me how hard it was going to be. I will say, don't you dare give up on you. Just keep going. 
I believe in you, but you have to believe in you. We will discuss your beliefs in another chapter, but right now let's keep talking about your dream. What if you said to me, Tiff, I'm not going after my dream. I was told I will never make it. I was told to give up. I was told I was just not good enough. Then, my friend, I say to you, what do you really want? Recently on a television program I was watching, this 19-year-old girl was on a train on her way to university. She was observing everyone on the train and she thought, they're all living their second choice. I'm not going to settle and live my second choice. I want to live my first choice. She's pursuing her singing career and not settling for anything else. So I'll ask you, do you want to live your first choice and go after your dream? Or do you want to live your second choice, third choice, fourth choice, and so on? I want you to shout out as loud as you can, I want to live my first choice. Now stand up and shout it out again, I want to live my first choice. And just do it one more time, I want to live my first choice. Okay, this is awesome, we have some work to do. If you are still figuring it out, keep reading because we can work it out together. Must you have a dream? Some people refer to having a dream as having a purpose. You may have heard of the leaders in personal development space talking about having a purpose. What's your purpose this and what's your purpose that? You know what? You must have a dream. You must have a purpose. You must have a reason to get out of bed in the morning because if you don't, what's the point? Can you just go along for the rest of your life going through the motions? Picture yourself 10 years from now. What do you see? Are you any different? You may not see anything yet, but I will tell you, if you don't have anything to work towards, you'll be lost, you'll be angry, you'll be frustrated. You may even blame everyone around you, your family, your friends, your teachers, and anyone else that comes to mind. Just even thinking about wasting the next 10 years of your life, it makes me feel so torn up inside. Life is precious. When we are young, we think, ah, I have lots of time. But you know what? Time moves so fast. As I'm writing this book, I'm 47 years old, nearly 48. I still feel like I have the energy and excitement of an eight-year-old kid. But when I look in the mirror, I see the face and body of a woman who is getting close to 50. It's a bit of a shock. I can't remember what has happened to the last 30 years since I finished school. Where has the time gone? If you are the same age as me or older, I know you get it. So let's not waste time anymore. Let's get on with it. How badly do you want it? Yep, that's right. How badly do you want this dream to come true in your life? Bad enough that you're willing to do the work? And what I mean by work is, are you willing to plan it out in detail down to what you need to do each hour to make it happen? Because that's what it's going to take. I was reading this book written by Mark Manson, The Subtle Art of Not Giving Up, and Mark was talking about how he wanted to be a rock star. Any guitar song he listened to, he could envision himself on the stage, playing to the screams of the crowd. This would keep him occupied for hours on end. Mark never questioned whether he'd ever be on stage. Mark believed it was just a matter of time. But what he discovered was that he was in love with the dream, 
He was in love with the result. He didn't want to have to do the work to get there. He realized that it was going to take him countless hours of practice. It was going to be a daily grind. He would have to find a group to work with and deal with the logistics involved in rehearsal times, the challenge of finding gigs, then marketing to get people to the gigs, and the list continues. You see, and he is the first one to admit it, he didn't want it bad enough. Do you remember me talking about my tennis dream? I did want it bad enough. I'd grinded out 10 hours a day on and off the court. It was a daily slog, but I wanted to do it. I wanted to do the work. But do you? Do you really want this dream? Do you know what it will take? The first step in pursuing your dream is going to be awareness. It is going to be the awareness of the effort it is going to take, not just the physical effort. It is going to take everything you have got and more. You better get strapped in because you're going to go on a hell of a ride. It is going to be painful. I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you. As much as I would like to say, oh, it's a journey and you have to enjoy the journey, blah, blah. The truth is it's going to be damn painful. But you know what? It will be worth it. I'm constantly telling people that you have to go through the pain to get to the pleasure. That's what it feels like. It will be tough, but it'll be worth it when you get to the other side. When I was 34, I took up a new sport. It was golf. I was never interested in the sport at all until my lovely mum bought me a few golf lessons for Christmas. I thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. It should be pretty easy, this golf thing. Why wouldn't it be? I was an accomplished sports person. I had played just about any sport you can think of and represented my school for for most of them. I taught tennis through my tennis coaching and sports skills business for kids. How hard could it be? The ball isn't even moving. Wrong. My first 30-minute golf lesson consisted of a lot of air swings, balls running along the ground, left and right, not one that went straight, let alone in the air. All the shots were worm burners. But I had fallen in love. I had found a new sport. I absolutely love striking balls with a club. I love the feeling of hitting a ball. I love the sound it makes when you hit it sweet in the centre. I love the feeling of hitting an absolutely pure shot. It is effortless and exhilarating at the same time. It's pure ecstasy. You don't need a drug to make you feel this way. It's a natural high. Even though in that first lesson I struggled to make a connection, and believe you me, I was incredibly frustrated being the sports person that I am, reality eventually set in. I was just like everyone else on a level playing field of beginner land. I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. So there I was, fallen completely in love with the new sport. I could see a vision of me being actually able to play golf. Wow, I could even see myself on the golf tour, playing it out with the best in the world. But how was I going to get there? Remember how Mark Manson wanted to be a rock star, but he didn't want the hassle of having to do the work to get there because it was going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort. Hey, the reality is even if you don't do the work, you don't know if you're going to get there anyway until you do. Now we will talk about a plan and how to work out a plan when we get to the last chapter. But I'll tell you this now, golf was damn hard to learn. 
I did manage to get down to scratch handicap in three years, but I practiced 12 hours a day when I wasn't tennis coaching. And when I was working, I would get up early and be on the practice range at 5.30 in the morning before my first tennis lesson or sports skills class at 9am. Any break that I had throughout the day, I'd be back on the golf course refining my technique, practicing until it got dark. Now this was just practicing. Prior to competitions or tournaments, I'd warm up for about two hours, play, then head back out for more practicing and refinement until it got dark. The coach I had in the early days did warn me that I had to pay my dues on the golf course. And what he meant was that I had to give myself time to learn not only the skills but actually how to play on a golf course. He said, you're going to come up against women who are going to be twice your age, 60 and 70 years of age, and they're going to beat you and you'll hate it. And I said, oh no, I'll be right. I won't hate it. You know, he was right. I hated being beaten by ladies who are older than me. It was so painful to be beaten by players who I thought were not as good as me technically. Even though it was still very early days of learning for me, I hated it. It was a painful process, being a beginner at something, not knowing anything and having to go through the same learning as everyone else. I hated that feeling. I was totally out of my comfort zone. But in order for me to become the golfer I wanted to become, I knew I had to do the work. I have taught many ladies golf over the past decade. They're all saying the same thing to me. I want to be consistent in my golf game. My answer is they are going to have to practice and it's going to be a series of slow progressions and it will be frustrating to learn this game because it is not as simple as just picking up a golf club and off you go. It will be the same for your dream. You don't just say one day, I want to be this. Then the next day you wake up as the new you. You're going to have to do the work. I will prepare you for this right now in chapter one. It is going to be hard and it's going, and you are going to be tested. But do you want to live your first choice in life? Or do you want to live your fifth choice, not even your second choice? I think you know the answer to that. So let's get to it. You have to want it so bad to take action. When I say that you have to want it so bad, you have to want it so bad that it hurts. If you don't take action on your dream, you will regret it for the rest of your life. And that will hurt too. You have to want it so bad to take action. When I say that you have to want it so bad, you have to want it so bad that it hurts. If you don't take action on your dream, you will regret it for the rest of your life, and that too will hurt. I can share plenty of regrets with you, and I have massive regrets. But I am sure I am not going to get to the end of my life lying on my deathbed and say, oh, I wish I had written that book I always wanted to write. You know why? Simply because I have done it. You are reading what has been sitting in my head waiting to come out for years. Do you know what the number one regret people have towards the end of their lives? It's that they lived someone else's dream and not their own. Now that is painful. But don't just say one day I will have this or one day I'll have that. The cold hard truth is that you won't have it unless you want it bad enough. If you want it, you will go after it and work your butt off to get it. A few years ago, I had a young woman, Georgie, approach me about becoming a professional golfer. She was 27 years old and had played as a junior, but had this nagging feeling that she hadn't gone after her dream. She was working at a job that she quite liked, the hours were long, 
There were numerous responsibilities that she had taken on, but it wasn't ideally what she wanted. We started working together on her ultimate dream with regular lessons and competition to get used to playing under pressure. We mapped out a regular practice and training regime and we worked it together for about six months. Her handicap dropped dramatically. She was performing well. She was on target, but something happened. I can't be sure why, but she stopped pursuing her dream. I suspect her workload for this dream was tough and she was holding down a full-time job and perhaps the pressure of the job won. I don't know, but what I can tell you was there was a lot going on in her life, a full-time job, a relationship, plus there was no guarantee that she was going to make it. Quite possibly, she didn't have the confidence in herself to believe that she could get there. She may have just settled for where she was in her job. It may have given her the security that she wanted, whereas there was no security, no certainty that she was going to make it as a professional athlete and achieve her ultimate dream. But you don't know if you're going to get there until you get there. Don't live with regret. It will eat you up inside. So let's work through this together right now so that you don't have any regrets and you know that you have given it your all. Before we begin, I'd like you to have a dedicated journal to use alongside this book as I'm going to pose many questions that I want you to answer as we go. This is not a book that you're going to read and then put back on the shelf. It is going to be the book that will give you the action steps that you will need to take to go after that ultimate dream we have been talking about. We have to get it out of your head and onto paper. You need to see it. You need to write it. You need to feel the emotions through your body as you write it. Let's begin. Questions about your dream. Number one, what is your ultimate dream? Write in detail your ultimate vision. Who are you? What are you doing? Where are you? Get it down in detail and get it out of your head. Question two, why do you want this ultimate dream? Answer in detail why you want this ultimate dream and how important it is for you. Question three, who is it that you are pursuing this ultimate dream for? Are you working towards this dream for yourself or someone else? Question four, if for yourself, why for you? If for someone else, why for them? Question five, if for you, explain in detail why you want to do it for you. If for someone else, explain in detail why you want to do it for someone else. Okay, great. We have established your ultimate dream, why you want it. And who you are doing it for, whether it be you or for someone else. Now let's get a little deeper. Let's tap into why you want to do this so badly. You want to get to the core of what is, what is it that will drive you. Unless we understand what will drive you and your reasoning behind it, it won't be enough just wanting the dream to come true. And you won't work on achieving it. The seven level whys. What are the seven level whys? The seven level whys are very powerful as they help you identify 
how you think and feel at your core about what you are about to embark on. I discovered this questioning through a book I read called Millionaire Success Habits by Dean Graziosi. When I did this questioning of myself, it really uncovered that at my core, I felt like I wasn't good enough. And that this feeling stemmed back to when I was playing a tennis tournament when I was about 10 years old. I remember it clearly. I said to myself, what if I give it my all? I try as hard as I can and I still lose. It will prove that I am not good enough. I carried that feeling deep in my core from that moment. I wasn't aware of what I was instilling at the time. How are you supposed to know that when you're a kid? But from that moment, it did affect every decision I made at a subconscious level. When I did lose tennis matches, I could justify by losing by saying that I didn't try. That's why I lost. But really what was happening deep within was that I was terrified of losing. If I lost, that meant I was a failure. If I was a failure, then I wasn't good enough. And little did I know at the time I was planting a seed that would hold me back from everything I wanted in my life. In hindsight, I actually achieved quite a lot. I represented the school in every sports team that I tried out for. I had the opportunity to play professional tennis. I got a university degree, established three successful businesses, became a qualified tennis sport and golf coach, plus played golf off scratch. I achieved all of that with a deep-seated belief that I wasn't good enough. Imagine what I would have accomplished had I believed I was good enough. You're seven level wise. It's time to get out that journal to work through this exercise. Number one, ask yourself, why do I want to achieve this ultimate dream? Write down the answer. Number two, with your answer, you will find reasons why you want to achieve this dream. With those reasons, ask yourself the question why. And number three, each time you explain the reasons why, ask the question again, why? Do this until you have asked the question why seven times. Here's an example. Why do I want to achieve this ultimate dream? My ultimate dream is to have an academy that is designed to help young girls, teenage girls and women achieve their goals and their dreams. It will help them to work on their mindset and show them that nothing can ever hold them back. It will be designed to show them the steps and the systems that they will need in place to go after their ultimate goal in life. Why? I want to do this because I know what it is like to not know how to get that dream you want so badly. Over the years, I have learned systems and structures, plus I have the life experience to teach others how to get there. It is really important to me to guide my nieces through their lives too so that I can help them grow up to be confident women. Why? Because I wish I had someone to show me the way when I was a teenager, to show me how to set goals, how to reverse engineer them, how to structure my days to set myself up for success, what type of questions to ask myself, how to control my emotions, and what do I do when I hit a wall, a barrier? Why? I felt very lost and frustrated as a teenager and as an adult. 
I didn't achieve my ultimate dream and just fell into things along the way. I felt as if I was always trying to reinvent myself into something because I had let myself down. Why? I had let myself down because I didn't achieve my dream of becoming the number one tennis player in the world. Why? I didn't become number one tennis player in the world because I didn't try hard enough to figure out how to get there. Why? Because I didn't believe in myself and I thought I wasn't good enough. There you go. This is an example, but a true example. My original inability to achieve my dream came back to me not believing in me, believing I was not good enough. Therefore, any decisions made from that moment always had at their foundation the idea I wasn't good enough. Now it's your turn. Do the seven level wise exercise before we continue. Welcome back. How did you go? What came up for you? Now that we have gone deeper into your core in order for you to understand yourself better and what decisions you are going to make from this point forward. Once you understand what is much deeper inside, you are more aware. Once you are more aware, you will make better decisions. Once you make better decisions, you will have better results. Once you have better results, there'll be no stopping you and nothing will hold you back. Awareness equals better results. That's pretty intense, isn't it? That's the first chapter of Focus, How to Reach Your Potential in Sport, Business and Life. As you are very well aware, there's some questions posed in that. Do the questions. Just every time there's a question that comes up when you hear me reading that, stop, write out the question and then start writing the answers. Most important too, make sure you do the seven level whys. And really the seven level whys is those whys that you ask seven times because then you can get much deeper into the core and really understand where you're at and what's going on for you. And then we work through that so that we know where we need to go. So I hope you really enjoyed that um, the the reading of the first chapter introduction and the first chapter of focus how to reach your potential in sport business and life. As I've mentioned before, there will be a pre-launch coming out very soon, so you can uh, order the book before the official launch, and I'll give you some special bonuses of how we we'll, how you can do that. So make sure you keep your ear out for that. That'll be coming up in the within the next week. I'll guarantee that for you. But get out there and do those exercises. So there's some work to do, isn't there? This is talking about going after your ultimate dream. This is just the first chapter. There's 11 chapters in the book. Everything's strategically set out for a reason. The questions that I pose to you are set out for, for a reason as well. And I want you to be start thinking about creating that awareness. What's going on for you? What's holding you back? What's your dream and how that we can then work through it together so that you're out there achieving your, your goals in your, in your sport, your business, your life, everything that you want. So if you really enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard. And I want you to dream big, believe in you and go after your dreams. Have an absolutely awesome day. Take care. Talk soon. Bye for now. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you haven't yet downloaded the number one deadly mistake athletes make, make sure you go to tiffany-mica.com and download the number one deadly mistake athletes make. Share with me what you like best about what you heard in the comments section wherever you hear this episode. Share with your friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes. And please leave a five-star review wherever you hear these episodes. I would really appreciate it. Dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams, have an absolutely awesome day.